my God, like, do you really, how have we become sociopathic? Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. An episode of what, Rose? The Savage Podcast. Yeah, that's correct. Can you not be <laughs> flailing with your shit over here on the wires? I'm a very flaily human, are, Daniel. Very, I've, I've noticed, guys. I enjoy a flail. You do. I've, I've noticed um, from editing the podcast, guys, <laughs> that Rose is very much a hand talker, more so than I ever had imagined. I'm the Italian you, in a different lab. I think you might have picked that up when you were living in Milan. Oh, maybe. And Rose likes to kind of flail and faff about and, you know, and quite often disconnects the mics. And Daniel gets very mad at me. Yeah. Um, and he it can is be, not happy when I disconnect the mics. It's a point of contention, guys. Cause <laughs> it, it, it takes a while to set up. If there's one thing to ruin our friendship, it's going to be a mic situation. It's going to be Rose. It's going to be a mic. Doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyway, guys, welcome back to another episode. It has been a while since we recorded a... Um, live, up, a live. Well, not really live, but something uh, up to date, yes. an up to date episode. Uh, yeah. And why? Nice why is back. that, Rose? Well, we were in Costa Rica. We. Yeah, we were in Costa Rica. We were ziplining. Oh my god! Yeah, guys, we went ziplining, and I am a chicken shit. Yeah. And somehow, did it. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, you know what I think it was, and it it, it cracked me up a little bit, guys. Is like. As we're going to zipline, right? Rose is kind of like talking a big game. Like, oh, yeah. I've okay, I've never before. talked a big game. Did he, guys, no, Daniel I, likes to make things up. No, but I, I think. I definitely said I was scared. Yeah, no, no. And no. I think I've done ziplining before. Yeah. So, but I think, but the part of the reason why I think you went, because if you would have known how big those ziplines were. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have gone. You wouldn't have gone. But I think the reason that you went <laughs> is because you're like, I kind of think I've done ziplining before. It yes. was It was kind of okay. I'm still scared. And you did say that from the yes. beginning. You're like, I'm still scared. A little bit different than the way that you described it initially. But, uh, interesting. <laughs> but I have been before. And so we, we start. And the way the zipline set up, guys, is it's like the first like four ziplines are like a little bit. They're like smaller kind of baby zip lines, if you will. And they're not even baby, though. I know. This like, is... they're still pretty big. Yeah. Well, the first one was really small, and then it starts to get, like, kind of longer. And then you have to, like, rappel, rappel down this tree. Which was also scary. Which was pretty scary. Because they're like, they're like, yeah, just, like, lean back. And now we're, and the leaning back is basically falling. a falling. Yeah. But, like, it is slow. Like, once you lean back, immediately it's slow. But, like, just that feeling of yeah, leaning. just leaning back into air. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then you, you so you finish that you go back up the stairs and then there's a big sign that says you're now you're now about to start the long zip lines. Yes. And you can't return after you do the first long long zip line. And I remember Rose, you looking like what? Like <laughs> no, what? now we're starting the long zip. Yeah, lines? you're like what the fuck? I thought those ones were the long yeah, ones. Yeah, because we were told there's gonna be a few like tester zip lines. Yeah. And already some of them were pretty long. Yeah. So longer than any of the ones that I think I've ever done. Mm. So I was like, okay, I think I'm okay because I've done a few now. It's like, okay, we've done a few long ones. And then we get to the actual long one. Yeah. And it's like, this is the first long one. And that was 750, was it 750 meters? I think the first one was 600 meters. I thought it was more. 
No, because it went because I remember the second one was like more than double. Yeah, second one was fourteen fifty or fifteen hundred. It was like fi- so I think it was seven hundred. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. It was like very it was, long. It was pretty long, and I remember Rose finishing that one too. And and uh, there's a video that I took of Rose getting off, and she was just like. <laughs> I was so scared. And then I freaked out because then we got to the next one where it's like, you're now about to do the longest one ever. It's like and that one was 1500 meters. Yeah. And I was like 1500 guys. I was like, Rose is going to kill me. It was so long. Yeah. And it's so high up. So you're like, you're you. I mean, it is very cool because it's, it's cool. like you're like flying. Yeah. It kind of feels like you're flying, but also you're like scared shitless. You're yeah. like, oh, my God, it's the longest zip line in Latin America. Yeah. I did not know that before I signed up for yeah. this. And then on the very last one after this, that that one's still like another <clears> 800 <throat> meters, this last one. And you actually get hooked up mm. like a Superman kind of. So you you go like as if you're flying literally through the air. Well, you're like you're kind of like basically on your stomach. Yeah. And you're, yeah, like Superman, like you're flying. And I thought, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do Superman because I think it'll be fine because one of the hard parts about ziplining, I don't know if you guys have gone ziplining, but it's basically, you kind of have to control yourself on the zipline. Yeah. So you're kind of controlling the speed. And if you like push down too much, then you could potentially like stop. Yeah. And then you're kind of fucked because then somebody has to come and like rescue you. I know. (laughs) So anyway, so I was like very much like half the time I was scared and half the time I'm like, don't fuck this up. Yeah. Don't fuck this up. So then I was like, you know what? The Superman thing is probably going to be great because I don't have to control anything. Yeah. But it was the scariest shit ever. That one was the scariest one for me. Really? Yes. Because you're like dangling and there's like no control whatsoever. Yeah. And you're just like laying there. And then when they set you up, especially they basically like lay you down and then they're like, okay, so now put your hands behind your back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't, I, I can't let go of this rope. Yeah. But I had to do it. Yeah, anyway, is- it was very fucking scary. <laughs> you okay there? Yeah. And then I thought I was going to fall because it was kind of like windy as well. Mm. Oh. And it was like rainy, like kind of yeah. misty rain. So it was like not the best conditions to do it either. <laughs> it wasn't too bad because yeah. like at one point I saw a rainbow and that was very cool. Yeah. Anyways, it was very cool. Very scary. Mm. Not for the faint hearted. No. <laughs> so the question, the real question is, Rose, if you go, well, not if, when you go on another destination... If there's zip lining available, <laughs> will you do it again? Well, I've already done the longest one in Latin America, so I might do it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've already, like, the thing is. The, it's not so bad. Yeah. This is the thing for me, because I've done zip lining quite a few times now. Like, I did one in Canada. I did one in, like, Central, yeah. I did a couple in Central America. So when I started, like, when, when we were doing this trip, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine to zip line. Even though that, that long one was really scary because it was so big. Yeah. But, like, once you've zip lined, I feel like you kind of are used to it. And it's, like, not as scary anymore. You've kind of done it. Yeah. Um, versus, like, there was one um, element that we could do extra if we wanted to called the Tarzan jump. Yeah. So that I skipped. Yeah. Which I'm glad I skipped. That was fucking terrifying, guys. (laughs) Like, it was so scary. You're, like, on a bridge up in the trees. And you're, like, in this metal... You're super high up. Super high up. And you're in this metal, like, crate that they open the door. Oh, my God. This this thing. And then, like, literally, you just have a rope in front of you, like, attached to your, like, self. But it's very safe. Yeah. But it's still fucking scary. It's so scary. And then they're just, like, you need to step off. And I was, like, (laughs) step off. And then I was, like, I told the guys, I was, like, look, there's no way I'm stepping off this platform. You got to push me. So they actually, like... (laughs) They pushed me off. <laughs> it's so scary. Yeah. I saw a video. So the thing is, I so because I wasn't doing the, the Tarzan one, which was mm. the last one, yeah. I had to like leave, which I was kind of sad about because I kind of wanted to watch you guys do the Tarzan. Yeah. But I saw videos and it was like this, because the the, the reason I didn't do Tarzan is because there's like a free fall, right? Yeah. And I can't do a free fall. Okay. 
I kind of wish you did it just so no. I could have heard you There's scream. There's no way I would have done it. There's no way I would have done it. Yeah. Dr- I draw the line at Tarzan. Yeah. Okay. You wouldn't have let them just push you <clears> off? <throat> no, never. <laughs> I can't do a free fall. That's the thing. That's the one thing I can't do. Yeah. I can do a zip line because it's not going super fast. Okay. Mm. And it's not giving me that feeling in the stomach right 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 where your, your stomach turns i hate that feeling yeah. with a passion and i'm like how do people this is why i can't do roller coasters right i'm like how do people ride roller coasters for fun i will never understand it's mm. always been torture for me and people always try to convince me that it's going to be a good time i like roller coasters and it's never a fucking good time they're like oh no you'll be fine no it's never a good time the ride that I hate is the one that takes you up and then <clears throat> drops you. The the drop of doom? Yeah, the drop of oh doom. Oh my God. One time, uh, somebody tried to... I think my friends... I think I was in junior high or something. Mm. I went to Stampede, which is basically a carnival. Yeah. And my friends were trying to get me to go on the drop of doom. <laughs> and I literally sat down on the ground. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going. Because <laughs> they were trying to drag me on it. And I was like, there is no way on God's green earth I'm going on the drop of doom. Yeah. And I didn't. There you and, go. You, and you never will. And I never will. You will never experience That's that That's how I feel about life. Tarzan. And yeah. I, I'm completely fine with never experiencing the fear of death. And see, for me, the only reason <laughs> that I wanted to do it, like my own personal reason. Which one? Tarzan or Tarzan, Drop of Doom? Tarzan. Have you done Drop of Doom? Yes. And? I mean, it's, I don't like it. Like, that <laughs> I don't enjoy, but I did do it. I was like, oh, okay. you know, fuck it. I'm, I also you're just good like. good with roller coasters and stuff though. Yeah. I'm yeah, usually okay with it. You enjoy those. Yeah. Like roller coasters I like, certain rides I like. I do like that feeling sometimes when your stomach feels like it's oh, lifting. I don't understand. Um, but for me, the reason I did the Tarzan jump, because I jump, I, I almost didn't do it. I like went to the front and then I went back and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to do this. Yeah. Because it was so fucking scary. But I was like, I want to push myself because like for me, the zip lining part, like I didn't actually have to push myself. Like, yeah, I was yeah. Like, it was, oh, it was a little bit scared, but I was like, I can do this. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Whereas this one, I was like, holy fuck. I actually, <laughs> I actually, this is a challenge for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you ever do like bungee jumping? So I don't think I would do bungee jumping. Because that was kind of like a bungee jump. It was sort of, Yeah. I think bungee jumping for me would be out just because like I've, I've like, I don't know. I feel like it's really dangerous. Whereas like, I think I'd rather do like, I, and the Tarzan I, is less dangerous. I think so. Yeah. Cause bungee <laughs> based on what Daniel based on, based on absolutely no scientific evidence. evidence. <laughs> um, but I think I would do like maybe like skydiving. Cause that's very safe. I think it's safer. Again, uh, do you have any statistics to back this up? Um, I have a full <laughs> statistical analysis. Actually, I did my thesis on this. So um, I'll, I'll send it over to you, Rose. Anyway, guys, before we get started with the stories, um, we have to thank a new patron. Yes. So uh, we would like to thank Lily mm-hmm. for joining our Patreon. And yeah. why should people join our Patreon, Daniel? Well, first of all, yeah. Welcome to the family, <laughs> Lily. Um, why you should join, guys. You get all of the episodes a week earlier than everyone else. Uh, we do an exclusive uh, Patreon-only episode. As well, all the content on there, guys, is ad-free. So you don't have to worry about ads or anything like that. And you get to join kind of the little community. Community, um, that we're we're growing there. There you go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, any more notes about Costa Rica? Um, <laughs> I mean, the one thing I have to say, it's not like a negative. Like, I really enjoyed Costa Rica, and I think the the jungle was really beautiful, yeah, and there's some really beautiful. beautiful elements. But like, it's just expensive. I, I knew you were gonna say. Like, that. I. I, I uh, to be fair, every time I'd been before, I'd have been with my grandparents, and they kind of like paid for a lot of stuff yeah, for yeah, me, yeah. so I don't really remember. But just like. 
And also, it probably gotten more expensive in the last few years. Oh, 100%. Too, like everywhere else. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was very, it was like mm-hmm. very expensive. And I know this sounds a little bit like, what's the word? Like, you know, when you we go to like cheaper countries to like It sounds travel. like we're entitled or something. Exactly. But yeah. like, you know, for example, you go to certain countries and it's just like in general stuff is just cheaper there. Yes. Um, And again, they get paid less. Like it's all equivalent to like salaries and all yes. that kind of stuff. And like, I just feel like Costa Rica like didn't make sense. Like, I know. I didn't, I didn't understand it because I'm like, are they actually making this much? But this is the question this was expensive for us coming from north america yeah so i'm like are you local people okay like are you making money because this is like really expensive it was like yeah. canadian prices uh, what, 100%. basically I some at, of it more yeah i looked at my like credit card statement guys oh, God. and i was like looking at like just like going out for dinner and stuff like so we went out for a few meals that wasn't included in the tour <clears> and and you know we went to some really cool vegan restaurants and stuff so maybe the vegan food's a little bit more expensive i don't know but like most of the time it was like 30 40 for like a meal I feel yeah. like so and I was like that that's like minimum yeah okay and I was like that feels like yeah. actually kind of on par with Canada you know yeah. you, you go out you get a drink here or two drinks and a meal you're gonna pay like 40 50 dollars yeah well part of me was kind of like um what do you call it Gl- not glad that it was expensive <laughs> yeah but I was like oh okay so then people got a good deal on the tour right the tour wasn't that bad yeah. I think it was like what was it 2500 mm-hmm. per person and which is like a little bit more than Southeast Asia, obviously. Southeast yeah. Asia is very cheap. Yeah. So with that, uh, with that in mind, I was like, actually, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Judging, you know, because we got a bunch of meals included and stuff and yeah. accommodation, blah, blah, blah. So, but yeah, it was like expensive. It's crazy. Like even like if you get a cocktail or like anything, yeah, it was cocktail, like. Yeah, cocktail, minimum 10 US dollars. Yeah. Um, also the hotels, because like we stayed like a few days after. Yeah. And. Yeah, like all the hotels were at least, well, I guess it's not too bad, but like yeah. 150 Canadian dollars, which would be like, what, 120 American? Something yeah, like so that? I- Maybe 100? Oh my God. Yeah. Canadian dollars so bad. God. That's also probably why it was even more expensive. Yeah, because a lot of the places they would charge you in US dollars, because I think a lot of people from the US yeah. go to Costa Rica. Um, and so a lot of stuff would just be like priced in colones, which is their currency yeah. or in us dollars. And <laughs> yeah. even, even like little souvenirs, like, oh my I, God, the souvenirs were ridiculous. I know. And it, even we would go to like, not the super tour. Obviously yeah. souvenirs are touristy no matter what, but like, you know, there's some places that are super expensive. Yeah. We would go to like some of the like local or more local shops yeah. and it was still like, a, I got a little wooden figurine for my parents cause I always get them figurines yeah. and stuff. And it was like nine us dollars. Oh my God. This is why I don't buy souvenirs. I know. And I was just like, I got a magnet. I think that was like eight us dollars. I was like, <laughs> this is like painful. Yeah. So it's like very expensive, but yeah. our theory is that cause we had a lengthy discussion. We did. Yeah, this. we did. And our theory is that, it's out of the Central American. It, it is Central America, right? Yeah. yeah. Central American countries. It's like relatively safer. Yeah. So a lot more people go to Costa Rica. Right. So I think, especially from like the U.S., for yeah. example. So I think it's like you know because you of premium. U.S. tourism. Yeah. It's you know you're paying a premium exactly. It's but, drove up the price. But I just mm-hmm. wonder. I wonder like how it is for the locals, right? Because like, you know, if we're saying in Canada, like, and again, I'm not like trying to like, but we're on Canadian salaries, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, pretty good, decent money. Like, I wonder what the salaries are like in Costa Rica. Maybe, maybe it's really good too. Like, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, we'll, it's hard. We'll see. Who and knows? like, and also it was like some of the infrastructure, like, you know. It felt like, this is bad, but it felt <laughs> like it was developed. Like, that's the thing. It didn't feel like the cost made sense yeah like, like compared to the infrastructure exactly like you go to like singapore for example yes you are like okay singapore's expensive but you see why it's expensive because you're like <laughs> you know whereas like other I mean, con- it makes sense it does it makes <clears throat> sense and then you go to other places that are like you know developing this sounds so bad why are we like- why why god the world is very uh sensitive nowadays yeah that's true it's not a bad thing to say it's a developing country yeah but 
apparently it's a bad thing. I just it's not a bad thing. Yeah, I, I just think I think it, it's not even they're it, probably it, happier than people in developed countries. Let's exactly. just put it that way. I, I think it's just more. It just didn't seem to make sense for the country. Like you go to some yeah. countries and you like expect like you go to Sweden, you go to Norway, yeah, yeah. you go to like all these countries, you go to Thailand, you kind of know what to expect. And Costa Rica, you're like, OK, it's in Central America. Yeah. Like these are the countries around it. Like you kind of expect a certain thing. And then yeah. for it to be on par pretty much with Canada's prices. Maybe I we was, just went to very touristy I think like, that might locations. Be and I think if you go to other places where it's just locals, it's yeah. probably cheaper. Yeah. But even then, I doubt that like locals are, you know, living very comfortably with these, you know, right. prices. Yeah. Well, even that, even that, well, like, to be fair, that local bar that we did go to the one night. It was a bit cheaper. It was a bit cheaper, yeah. but not much. Not by much. Like yeah. their local beer was, I think, three US dollars. Three US, yeah. Whereas in other places it would be like five US dollars yeah. for like their cheapest local beer. Yeah. And then, but then the, still the cocktails were about $10. True. Which, which in the, again, it's cheaper than the US where yeah. nowadays we're paying $18 for a cocktail. That's true. But, But yeah. when you convert to Canadian, it's Oh actually... my God. This is the thing. Canadian, this, that's also a big issue. It's yeah. because Canadian dollar is so bad that when we travel and especially mm. if we're paying something like US dollars, it's like extra bad. Yeah. Ugh. And this is why I don't get like, cause a lot of the roles that you have in Canada, if you work in the U S you actually make like more money, yeah. like dollar for dollar or whatever. And I'm just like, I feel like because Canada is like really expensive and our, you know, our dollars weaker, we should be making a bit more, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, anyway, guys, I digress. We should be making more, but yeah. I don't know. Can, the Canadian economy is just not as vibrant. Know, well, we're like 10% like population wise, we're 10% of the United States. Yeah. Whereas we have this giant country and it just, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, guys, guys, wow. That was a long start to the video or to the podcast. So first story. Let's hear it, Rose. So guys, have you heard, have you heard this? (laughs) Oh my God. You haven't seen this clip. Daniel, you're really good at staying off the internet. I'm actually very proud of you. Uh, I make it my life I, mission. It's my goal for 2024. <laughs> I am not good at staying off the internet. And mm. I've seen so much of this clip. So basically, uh, so uh, TikTok CEO, he is this man. His name is uh, Xiao Zi Chu. Mm-hmm. Okay. He, see, he's, uh, he is the CEO of Chinese owned social media app, TikTok. Okay. And then I guess they had this, um, I don't know, hearing this, uh, you know, you know how like, first of all <laughs> can i just stop there what, for two okay. seconds okay what are you gonna ask <laughs> i'm surprised and this might again come off really bad though i'm surprised that china would own a social media app because well, they- i don't think china owns a social media app i think it's owned by a chinese oh, like chinese but still like a chinese corporation even because in china they're really restricted around what they can do on social media yeah i don't really know how that works yeah because I know but it started in China. Yeah, I know. Like from friends of mine that are from China, like yeah, main, yeah. mainland China, like they can't even like some of them. I I, I don't know what it's no, like but now. They're, but they're strict when it comes to foreign social media apps, but they have their own social media apps that are really huge. Okay. So like I don't know. I mean, obviously not TikTok, but like they have other ones that like exclusively basically Chinese people use. Yeah. And they're like they're gigantic. Because I mean, think about China. It's a fucking gigantic country yeah. with so many people. So even if they just cater to China. It's huge. It's a billion. So people. yeah, they're not against like social media. Yeah, I think they might just have restrictions against other forms of social okay. media. I don't know. Okay. But anyway, so basically, sorry, they had this hearing. Okay, with I don't know. I think there was like a few social media companies like X, oh, so like dumb. Meta. Oh my god, I hate these. Anyway, 
Who is naming these fucking I companies? I don't know. It, it sounds very dystopian as well. Oh, I, I'm the CEO of X. Well, I'm going to start a company and it's going to be called Beta. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so basically, uh, I guess they were having some kind of hearing and the... CEO of TikTok was getting interrogated basically mm. by a U.S. senator. Okay, and this part of this uh, hearing went viral mm. because basically this U.S. senator named Tom Cotton repeatedly asked the CEO of TikTok, yep. who is Singaporean, he kept asking uh, if he is Chinese. So basically, he was like, "So, uh, what country do you hold a citizenship of?" And he'd be like, "Uh." uh Singapore. Yeah. And he'd be like, are you, do you have a Chinese citizenship? And then he would say, no, I'm Singaporean. Mm -hmm. And he would say, are you affiliated with the Chinese government? And then he's like, because basically what they're trying to do is saying they, you know, they just don't want anything related to China. Right. Because like, you know how U.S. and China. They're not best friends. They're not best friends. Yeah. So basically he just kept, I think he asked like five times. The guy kept saying, I'm Singaporean. I'm from Singapore. He said, I served in the Singaporean army. He goes, are you affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? <laughs> and then he's like, no, sir, I'm Singaporean. Yeah. And he goes, have you ever been affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? And then he just keeps going on about the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. Asked a million times about his citizenship, his passport, um, his link to the Chinese com- uh, Communist Party, mm. blah, blah, blah. And that went viral. God damn. Because apparently... He doesn't know that Singapore is a country. Oh my! It's embarrassing, it's and also so embarrassing. I think I think the thing is is it's more, again, mm. uh, like just <laughs> it's just bad. Like so racist. Like and- it is because if I if I ask someone like you know I can see like you know obviously just from visual like again you can't judge a book by its cover but like visually mm. like he looks like he might be from China. So he like, could be yes he's exactly. Asian. So and actually you know there's a lot of like Chinese people in Singapore too. Like it's like a. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's like a multicultural kind of country. Okay? Exactly. But if someone tells you, like, yeah. if someone's like, "Hey, Daniel, where are you from?" and I'm like, "Oh, I'm from Canada," for example, and then they're like, "Oh, well, but have you, you look, s- yeah, you, you look like you're from I France. don't know France. How are you not French?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "No, I'm Canadian." Like, just listen to what the people are saying. You know what I mean? I, like, I feel like he literally just is like Asian man, China. Yeah. Uh, but I also find it funny, even just the whole premise of the, like, even if he was Chinese, yeah. what the fuck does that matter? You exactly. know, like that, it's just weird to like, like what point was he trying to get exactly, at with Like, this? why do you even ask if he's Chinese? Mm. Why is that relevant? And because they're like basically trying to be like, oh, you're, you're sharing your data, um, mm-hmm. user data with the Chinese government or yeah. whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? I hate this whole, oh, TikTok is owned by China. So, oh my God, like you should be worried about your data. You should be worried about your data regardless. This is, and that's a really good point. Yeah. Because like, let's be, let's call a spade a spade guys. Mm -hmm. All of these social media companies, including, you know, YouTube, TikTok, X, Meta, Meta, all of these, Beta, their, their business is user data. That's their entire business. And so, any company that you're or any free site dating yeah. sites even though you know again yeah. they get all these people's information yeah what the fuck do you think they're doing with it exactly like, tiktok's not alone like all of these companies uh, like i know it's so stupid yeah but yeah mm-hmm. we should just be afraid of china yeah. that's what it is well i mean anyway, yeah. you should watch that video <laughs> i need to see it i'm it's gonna watch so it. funny i'm from singapore are you affiliated with the chinese communist party no i'm singaporean do you have a chinese passport no i served in the singaporean army uh do you also have a a, a, a chinese uh <laughs> just come on 
<laughs> you know what I would have done at that point though? And obviously he's like being careful with how he's saying things, but I'd be like, yeah. do you know that Singapore <laughs> is a country? Do you know that like there are other countries in Asia aside from China, aside from China. <laughs> like there is a lot of countries in there. I could be from a lot of different fucking countries. Oh my God. It's like it's so crazy. Dumb. Well, United States, you know, they're not the best with geography. United States of America. <laughs> okay. And have you heard about this story? What? I know. So explorers think they have found Amelia Earhart's long lost plane. Not everyone is convinced. Okay. So there's there's some specul uh so skeptics, skeptics, there are some skeptics, yeah. uh, but explorers think they might have finally found the wreckage of Amelia Earhart's plane. Mm. And then basically, is this the end of an 87 year mystery? Well, yeah, it's interesting because I know that Amelia Earhart, I think it's Earhart, Earhart but it's yeah. spelt like Earhart. Yeah, Earhart. It is Earhart. I'm, yeah. yeah, I don't even know what I'm trying to, yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously famously went missing. Yes. Um, so if you guys don't know, uh, Earhart was a record-breaking pilot in mm-hmm. her lifetime, having become the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic in 1932. Mm-hmm. But she went missing during an attempted round-the-world flight in 1937 mm. during a roughly 4,400-kilometer hop from Papua New Guinea to Howland Island in the Central Pacific Ocean. Mm. So her story was, like, insane because... She literally just disappeared. Yeah. But this is the scary thing because this still happens today. Like, yeah. Remember those, um, I think it was Malaysian Airlines or something. Oh, God. Or like one or two of their planes. And these were commercial planes. Just fucking that disappeared. That shit is fucking scary. I know. But it goes to show you, like, I do feel like, and I'm a strong believer in this. And <laughs> I could, I could pull up. Bermuda Triangle? No. <laughs> I could probably pull up stats, but I do feel like a lot of these individuals that take, and I think Amelia Earhart's plane was like one of those smaller, like, I mean, yes. planes. Yeah, I feel which is like, more dangerous. Exactly. It's more susceptible to, like, weather things. But at the end of the day, the weather patterns can get fucking insane. And if you're on a commercial flight, it could still happen. Do you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah, totally. It's, like, rarer for it to happen. And I think what's kind of scary is the fact that, like, people can like disappear without a trace. Like, because the ocean is so vast. I know. I I saw this thing just the other day. Speaking of the ocean (gasps) that was like showing how deep the ocean was. Oh God. Why do you do this to yourself? It was insane guys. Like we know, I think it's like, we know more about the surface of the moon than we we know more about space than we know the ocean. Yes. That's what they say. That is so scary. (laughs) Like, it's just like a plethora of deepness. Like, okay. If you think about it, earth is like this, right? Is Mm -hmm. it just ocean in the middle there? No. (laughs) Like, what is going on? So, okay. Little, little earth lesson for you, Okay, tell me that. Okay, I'm, guys, I probably get some of this wrong, but. What's in the very middle of the earth? So there's like a core and I can't remember what the core is, but then around the core is like lava. Right. And then all around the lava is like um, tectonic plates. Because you know how the whole, the whole world. (laughs) Did I have a blonde moment? You did. (laughs) The whole world, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, is like floating on these like plates and then when they hit each other, for example, they create mountains and things like that. Right. And that's why they say like over time, like for example, California is on a separate plate than the U.S. or something. Right. So eventually they could split. And like Damn, th- Daniel. things like earthquakes, volcanoes, that's when there's like a break in, and some of the lava like comes up, I guess. You're so smart, Daniel. And it like, you know, does its thing. So lava is below the ocean. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like there's, so the ocean's also on these plates and then the lava's Damn. like underneath. Is this true? Yeah. Look, is this fact? Here, let me show you. <laughs> yeah, show me, show me. Where you learn these? In school, guys. <laughs> I don't know if you're 
<laughs> Clearly, I was not paying attention during um, Earth lessons. Show me like an image. Maybe maybe there's like an image. What is in the center of the Earth? <laughs> the Earth's core is the very hot, very dense center of. Oh my God, that so, looks so terrifying. Here we go. This is a good example. How have I not looked this up? So you have the core, right? And then you have this this layer that I'm mm. about, and all around are like plates. Is what we're okay, you need you need to be on the. Yeah. So <laughs> you can see Rose that like this. So the center is like this like hot core yeah. like thing, and essentially there we go uh there's like lava and then on top of the lava there's like a crust that like essentially is what we're all on isn't that fucking crazy where's the ocean the ocean is like the ocean is on the crust as well like think about it it's like it's as if the lava inside is sealed under a rock like the rock and then we're all on this this rock on the outside oh my god and then the water is also there and everything else and it's so weird like is that not creepy that we're floating it's creepy. on lava like we are floating on lava right now <laughs> it's creepy like it's crazy it's very creepy but anyway i remember learning this in like i don't know school at some point clearly i don't remember anything Mm-mm. that doesn't surprise me <laughs> um no. clearly i'm not smarter than a fifth grader no <laughs> But I, I, I just remember because this stuff like trips me out yeah. and also thinking about how unknown the ocean is. But then also we have like the Earth's core. You know, sometimes ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very blissful until I found this out. Yeah. <laughs> that we're like, oh, not only are we like floating like a speck of dust in the air in the solar system. Oh, my God. We're also like on a magma lava thing. <laughs> anyway, Amelia Earhart. Yeah. So she disappeared. Yeah. Okay. And nobody... You know, she was never found. Yeah. No trace of Earhart, her navigator. Or her plane. Or her plane. Yeah. Uh, like, nobody found her, okay? Yeah. And now, okay, like, recently. Mm. They think they found it. And now, in recent days, like, mm. the last few days, I think. Yeah. A deep sea exploration company says it may have found the wreckage of Amelia Earhart's plane, reigniting a mystery, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So, basically, I think, like, ba- they, there's this, like, picture which kind of looks like nothing for us I know. Um, I like, uh, so deep sea vision has released a sonar image of what appears to be an airplane on the pacific seabed and the ceo says there's a good chance it could be the wreckage of amelia Earhart. no it looks like nothing i know and i'm like also how many planes are at the <laughs> bottom of the ocean well i think they said that in this it was like part of the flight path. So right. they, they think that's why. I think that's okay. the reason. Uh, but who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Uh, clearly, listen to, yeah. Listen to this. He says, okay, like I guess I guess this team, I don't know if the exhibition was to find Amelia Earhart's plane, but he yeah. said um, his team apparently examined her flight path, altitude, flying conditions reported on that day. They also looked at six radio calls that Earhart had made during the flight, during which she reported that oh she God. was running low on fuel. Each one of these radio calls gives us an important clue as to what she was doing and what time she, at and what, what she was thinking, and what she was thinking, her intentions. Using that information to define a search area, so they were looking. I guess. Oh, so they the were team looking. Okay. Spent three months combing roughly thirteen thousand square kilometers of oh ocean God. floor with a state-of-the-art submersible submersible craft. We love a submersible. We do. We do. <laughs> um, you know, for only a million dollars, you could you could have joined them, Rose. <laughs> Um, the result is a sonar image of something resting 5,000 meters below the surface, which Rome- Romeo, who I guess was leading this exhibition, says is a similar size and shape as Earhart's plane. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. Some people are doubtful. Yeah. 
Um, who knows? It could be Earhart. It could not be. The question that I have is I wonder with our current technology if we're able to get down to 5,000 meters. Because I know there's a certain level that we can get down to. Right. And I can't remember what it is because once you go past it, the, the pressure <sighs> of the water crushes... Yeah, like we've learned. Jesus, I'm learning a lot about the ocean oh, the these days. But it's, you know, when you think about it conceptually, because at first I was like, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. But when you think about it, like when you're in the water, like you're swimming, technically all of that water is yeah. above you, right? You're holding that water, even though it's like. It's water. It's water. So but as you, there is a weight to the water. Exactly. And the weight's above you, right? So yeah. that's why you feel that pressure. And the deeper you go, the more mm-hmm. water that's on top of you. So then you just get crushed. Exactly. And that's how you um, implode. Yeah. And think about how heavy water is. Like if you took a bucket of water and just yeah. held it above your head and people put more, wa- more water yeah. in there. Well, if, I mean, think about it, right? A fly. If you like pour water on the fly, mm. it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's, they said the result is the sonar image of something resting 5,000 meters below the surface, mm. meaning that they can't get to it, but they have like an image of it. Right, right, right. So that's why the image looks like shit because they actually can't get to it. Which I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Like <laughs> It looks like just like bright yellow. But apparently, I mean, we can't, we might not be able to tell what it is, yeah. but these experts, maybe they know, or maybe mm. they're just trying to get headlines. <laughs> I mean, it's a very, guys, you need to Google this to look at the image. I feel like it could be anything at this point. And also, there's no... The thing that's... If, if we can't get down to 5,000 meters, there's no way to prove it. There's no way to prove it. Yeah. There's no way, like, you know... Unless can, you can get a can clear image. Well, maybe one day we'll have the... Technology. You know, technology to even go below the surface. Oh, it's so creepy down there. Get to the ocean there. floor. Well, there's some parts... Get to the bottom of the marina's <laughs> trench or whatever. How, have, has anyone gotten down there? It's too deep. It's impossible. It's too deep. Oh, God damn, Daniel. Like, it, it will, like, literally crush you instantly. Oh, God. Like, you can only get to a certain point. And how, how far is that point? Do we know? Let's see. <laughs> well, apparently so. I mean, apparently I don't know anything about the Earth. And I just realized how stupid that question was. What? So I guess the deepest we can go right now. Well, the deepest someone has gone. Yeah. So let's see. In 1960, the Babbitt Scaff Triest (laughs) carrying two men set a world record by diving to the bottom of it. Okay. The onboard systems indicated a depth of 37,800 feet, which is 11,521 meters. Mm. But this was later corrected to basically 10,916 meters by taking into account variations arising from salinity and temperature. Yeah. So apparently we can go... Quite deep. Quite deep. So if this is 5,000 meters, it sounds like we can kind of get down there. Potentially. So we, But maybe they need funding to go down there to see if it's Amelia Hart's plane. Well, if we did it in 1960... Yeah, that seems like that is the deepest point that a man or a human has ever gone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty scary. I guess basically you would have to have a very good device. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a device that withstands that pressure. Yes. Because right? the, the deeper you go, and this is why we can only get to a certain depth. Yes. Is it becomes the, the pressure of the water on the device yeah. becomes so pressurized that it yeah. just will like literally so crazy. crumple it. And like, I didn't even know this until the Titanic submersible situation. Yeah. Well, and there's actually animals that live down in there. Yeah. There's like creatures. Yeah. There's they're, creatures. They're creepy. Oh. they're creepy, but also really cool. They are. Like, I like the one that has the light in front of it. I don't even know. I've seen some crazy ass fucking fish. There's like a fish, guys, that has like a light <laughs> that like floats in front of its face. Because it's so, because, because oh no, so 
dark. Yeah, because once you because because actually once you get to a certain level of water, uh, the sunlight no longer penetrates through. So it just becomes, yeah, yeah. It becomes just pure cool. pitch black. <gasps> oh, that's like my biggest fear, guys. You so know maybe what I said mermaids about mermaids are real. Oh God, they could be. They could be. There we, could be a whole civilization down there. Yeah, that we have no idea. Uh huh. And and it's plausible. Yeah. Because and who knows what's and also like how do okay here's what's fucking crazy to mm-hmm. me. How did we ever discover the surface of the fucking earth or like what's in the goddamn earth core? Yeah. Like who looked at, who's like, hello, like somehow I found out it's lava. Mm, I think, I think that they have drilled down really far. How have we come up with this? And somehow we can't fight, fight climate change. Yeah. Well, come on. We're this smart, but we can't fucking figure out climate change. We smart, but we also stupid Rose. We're True driven, words driven have never by been spoken. driven by greed. Absolutely. Um, speaking of greed, next story. <gasps> Before the Boeing disaster, so guys, Boeing is under a lot of fire in the last few years because there's been very many safety safety issues. issues. Yeah. Uh, most recently and most notably, the fucking the door that Flying just flew off, off oh, while the plane like, was leaving. Rose, like what? Just just. From your perspective, right? Oh, my God. Had you been on that flight? I would have shit my pants. <laughs> I would have thought I was dying. <laughs> I would have called my parents, crying. And the thing is, you know, I know that Rose isn't over-exaggerating because Rose is a very, <laughs> like, animated person. So I feel like... What would you do? I would be just calm, cool, oh, collected. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to sit there. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no, I would have freaked out. I would have oh, been like, holy my- fuck. But you know what's crazy? Like, when you watch the footage of that video, mm-hmm. uh, when after, you know, the fucking door has fly off, flew, flew off. off everyone's just sitting there like so calm mm-hmm. i'm sure they're freaking out inside but like no one is freaking out yeah well i'd make sure that my seatbelt was on properly <laughs> i would well, like grab all my things to hope it doesn't get sucked out of the plane yeah because your your things are the most important thing in that situation daniel mm-hmm. priorities please i know <laughs> no but the good thing is because it was taking off people were wearing their seatbelts thank yeah. god because if they weren't they would they, you, like you literally could literally be sucked in out Exactly, because what happens is the airplane creates like this like vacuum or something. Yes. Where like if like for example, because you're going so fast. Exactly. If a window smashes, things can get sucked out. Yeah. If the door flies off, things can get oh my sucked God. out. It's so scary. So basically, before the Boeing disaster, the company lobbied lawmakers to deregulate airplane safety. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. Why did they want to do this, Rose? For profit? Yes. Mm -hmm. So despite allegations of excessive defects ahead of the recent Boeing disaster, the company and its part supplier, Spirit Aerosystems, used their deep pockets to lobby Washington to reduce safety regulations. This is so crazy. Yeah. Like, why are they doing this? I mean, I know why they're doing it, but like, like, why? Oh, my God. Like, do you really? How have we become sociopathic? The manufacturers of the door plug that blew out of a jetliner last week have used their deep pockets and connections in Washington, D.C. to reduce safety regulations, pressure federal officials and boost production after two previous crashes and other safety incidents. So this is what's wrong with lobbyists. Yeah. The campaign donations, lobbying money, and regulatory waivers underscore critics' assertions that Boeing and its longtime parts supplier, Spirits Aerosystems, have used their political influence in both parties to endanger air passengers. This is fucking terrifying. Because it's like, again, this is why we have regulations. Mm. This is why we have government. This is why we have oversight. But yeah. when you have companies or industries that are in bed with the government, yeah. this is when safety issues are always will arise because 
they will pay politicians to basically get rid or like deregulate or underregulate safety. Mm -hmm. And the only reason they want to do this again is is corporate greed. It's yeah, like because they want to get things done faster. Yep, they want to make more money. Approved. Because the thing is, like, it is obviously time consuming. Like, let's yeah. say you have a plane, and then there's like some like little issue, and yeah. it might seem like a little issue. Yeah. So then you kind of just want to sweep it under the rug. But then this, but then the government mm. should be coming in and saying, no, actually, you have to fix this before you can fly it, exactly. which obviously delays the process, which obviously costs the company more money. But it's for a fucking good reason. Yeah. It's a plane. Oh my God. It is actually terrifying. Yeah. Okay. And Boeing is like the fucking, the only plane manufacturer I know. Well, there's more than one. I know, but, but like. But they're a big that's one. That's the main they're one. They're huge. I think like. I can't even think of another one. I think most of the Canadian airlines all use yes. Boeing. Like name another one. Well, I can't think off the top exactly. of my head. Exactly. I don't know the airline. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in I know, with but the airline like, industry. Yeah, but like Boeing is the only one I can think of. Like yeah. if you had asked me what's an airline, what's an airplane manufacturer, I would say Boeing. Yeah. I don't know anything else. True. <laughs> It's like the most prominent one, or at least like at it's least the in one. North it's America. the household name. It's the household name. Yeah, you know, it's like Kleenex. But also, it's just like you know, you think that this would also reflect poorly on them in the press when it's like you're, people are finding out that they're actually lobbying for decreased safety regulations. Like, yeah, but then because they're so, this is what I mean. Because they're so powerful, they mm, probably don't care. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, what what am I gonna do? Like, p like look at the fucking. I mean, I might actually start doing this, but mm. am I gonna just check which error? You know. A airplane manufacturer made the plane that I'm yeah. about to ride. You know, people are flying all the time. Yeah. It's not going to affect, you know, them doing this. Like, who cares? They're probably mm. like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. So, yeah, because of all of this, they've had lots of, like, safety issues yeah. in the last few years. I think some people died. Uh, yeah, look. Let's see. Um, blah, two blah, blah, blah. two crash crashes in 2018 and 2019 that killed that together killed 346 oh people. Another fatal incident in 2018 that saw a woman partially sucked out of the oh plane. Oh my god! When a small engine explosion shattered a window. <laughs> this is what we mean, okay? This is fucking scary. Let's see. So there's allegations from Spirit employees of excessive defects in the supplier's manufacturing. Mm -hmm. According to the court documents, the workers said they were instructed to conceal the, the problems. problems. Some workers spoke up, were fired. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're basically fucked because, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, are you actually fucking kidding me? This is why it should be illegal. This is corruption. Yeah, like, this is so bad. I don't understand how this is legal. This is literal corruption when you can lobby politicians. It's not good. It's not good. So, um, I mean, this, this article goes on, but basically Democratic Senator Maria Cantwell, who received nearly... $200,000 in contributions from Boeing's political action committee and employees pushed through legislation to exempt Boeing's 737 MAX models, which is like the one that has all the issues, yeah. from a looming safety deadline that would have required changes in their alerting systems. So basically, she got $200,000 and she's like, oh, you know, mm -hmm. you can be exempt from this safety deadline. Uh, the move came despite concerns from the families of the passengers who died in 2018 and 2019 crashes. So this is literally psychopathic. Yeah. Over the last four years, Boeing and Spirit's political action committees, and the fact that they have mm -hmm. a political action division mm -hmm. in their company speaks volumes, yep. 
have together reported spending more than $65 million on lobbying and federal campaign contributions. Sometimes I'm like, okay, $65 million. Can't you just use that money for the safety? Like I don't like... How much more could it be? Well, I don't know. Like maybe maybe million? maybe it's a lot more. Like maybe we're sixty-five million dollars. Some things are so expensive now, Rose. Okay, <laughs> when they build like anytime they're doing something, they're like, oh my god, like we're gonna build this new like bridge and shit. It's gonna be like two billion dollars. Oh my god, but still sixty-five million. Yeah, <sighs> it's crazy, but. And this is like safety, you know. It's not the building of the airplanes that yeah. we're talking about. We're talking about safety regulations and standards. Oh my god. Be scary as hell. So basically, I'm trying to avoid the Boeing 3 I mean 737 Max planes. But I think that's a lot of airlines use those planes, Rose. I think so. But at the same time, it's like Let's I don't want to die. <laughs> How many planes? Oh my god, it, it okay. So the most <laughs> The Boeing uh, 737 is a narrow body aircraft manufactured by Boeing and blah, blah, blah. It is the most produced aircraft in commercial aviation. There you go, Rose. I mean, maybe the 737 is slightly different than the 737 MAX that they're talking about. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not a... Well, it's all Boeing. Yep. I'm not an aviation expert. So it's terrifying. Yep. This is what I mean. It's not... So that's what I mean by, oh, is it going to have bad PR on their end? Who cares about their bad PR? Yeah. When... You know, this is the main aircraft. It's not like I have like a million. It's not like toothpaste. I don't have like a million yeah. toothpaste to choose from. This is true. It's so fucking ridiculous. You guys, we need to like, this is crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm freaking out. Okay. I don't know about you, but I'm freaking out because mm. I travel a lot and that is terrifying. That's that one of the main companies that makes airplanes is Focus more on paying off politicians than the safety of their customers. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. fucking scary as hell. Oh, God. We got another dark story over here, Daniel. I don't know if you heard about this. It's about the death penalty. Oh, God damn. God damn. Okay. This is a really sad, insane story. So, uh, capital punishment. Mm -hmm. a.k.a. the death penalty, is still legal in many states, in the United States, and obviously other countries as well. But in Alabama, there was a man that... Alabama. Alabama. (laughs) Alabama. There was a man that was on death row. I don't know for how long. But he, I guess, was recently executed. And he went through some kind of torturous execution. (sighs) I think I heard about this. So basically, it went on for 22 years minutes yes i think i did hear about that yes so essentially the alabama uh executed kenneth eugene smith on thursday evening which is like i don't know uh, end of january uh using nitrogen gas which was the first time the method has been used in the united states to kill someone Mm. and then so basically yeah it was 22 minutes around 22 minutes um you know, obviously there were witnesses. Okay. Mm. People were witnessing this shit. Um, Smith was fitted with a face mask. He used sign language to say, I love you to witnesses in the viewing room. And his final statement said tonight, Alabama. Oh, in his final statement, he said tonight, Alabama caused humanity to take a step backward. So I guess that means like, you know, he shouldn't have been executed. Um, after the gas began flowing, Smith convulsed on the gurney for several minutes. The state had previously said that nitrogen gas would cause Smith to lose consciousness in seconds and die within minutes. So that's what what was supposed to happen. But I guess Mm -hmm. when it it did happen, it was like a 22 minute ordeal. 
Um, and then someone commented, I've been to four previous executions and I've never seen a condemned inmate thrash in the way that oh. Kenneth Smith reacted to the nitrogen gas. A journalist who witnessed the execution. Oh God, can you imagine witnessing four no. executions? Oh. I can't think of anything like, what worse. What the hell? Um, so yeah, basically it was obviously torturous. It didn't yeah. work in the way that they said it was going to work. Um, and I, I was seeing some people commenting on this mm. and I realized I was like, okay, why are we even using different methods here? Yeah. You know, at this point it's like, um, so, and somebody said, why don't we just like, I know it's, we use these different methods to make it seem more hum- like humane yeah. or like more dignified. But really the most, the more dignified option would be to just, just shoot someone in the head. Mm-hmm. Honestly, right? Because why do we need to go through these like in, like fucking lethal injection? Mm. What do we use before? Like ele- e- electrical chair. Yeah. And then now like nitrogen gas. Yeah. But really, uh, like the probably the fastest, quickest, most uh, effective way, which mm. sounds horrible to say. Mm. I, I'm, and I'm against the death penalty. So yeah. I don't think this should be done. But like the the like the least torturous way would probably be to just put a gun to someone's head and you have so many guns, mm. but because I feel like they want to make it seem somewhat dignified, hum- yeah, yeah, yeah. even though it's not, which is ironic. It's very ironic. Yeah. So they, you know, go through all these, you know, different methods mm. and it's like, you know, use one of your fucking guns. You, you love you them so enough. much. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, Get God. rid of the death penalty. Like it's so crazy. I, I don't know. I just don't know how people can go witness that. Like, I know what, like, is that I, a thing? I, I personally couldn't like, even if it was like somebody that did something really crazy no, to I like cannot. people that I cared about and everything else, I could not witness someone being killed. Yeah, exactly. And um, I wouldn't want to, I would, I just really wouldn't want to. Like, yeah. Oh, so, um, someone said here, uh, so Maya Foa, Joint Executive Director of the International Human Rights Group, Reprieve, said Smith's execution was torture and disputed that the claim the execution was successful. I guess somebody said the execution was successful. I yeah. mean, I guess they say that when someone died. Alabama is predictively claiming that this dangerous experimental method is now proven. Mm-hmm. Ex- executing states are constantly looking for ways to pretend that executions are medical and modern not brutal and violent they said that lethal injection was humane that was a lie they're claiming that this execution was humane that was a lie too um oh yeah i mean so i guess he was convicted in the 1988 murder of elizabeth senate um senate's Husband, a pastor, allegedly paid Smith and another man $1,000 each to kill her. Oh. So he was like hired as a hitman, essentially. I wonder when he was convicted. So he was convicted of this he 19- was convicted in 1988. So he's been on death row for all that time. Yeah. That's, that's like 35 years. That's literally the year we were born. Yeah, literally. Holy crap. Yeah, because usually death, when you're on death row it's like a very long time as well yeah i don't know why i don't know like you know i have no idea but yeah you're on there for a long time some people just like end up just dying like of natural causes yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah god what a life it's so crazy Mm -hmm. i don't know oh god it's just it's so like it almost seems childish listen to this a jury had voted 11 to 1 to sentence Smith to life in prison, but the judge overseeing the case overrode that decision and oh sentenced him to death. 
Are you allowed to do that? Yep. The practice, that practice, the great question, uh. Rose, that <laughs> practice called a judicial override has since been eliminated in all 50 U.S. states. Yeah. Because like, what's the point of even a jury if, if the judge can just override, override the it. decision? Well, exactly. It's giving the U.N. and U.S. veto rights. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Why have a jury? It's given, I'm going to give you the option, but not really give you the option. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're going to choose that, but I'm going to choose for exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this, mm. you know, the guy... And, and again, like obviously he did something horrible. He shouldn't have killed somebody. But the idea that like because you killed somebody, now we got to kill you. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's almost childish. It I is. feel like I just think it's so. Uh, I don't know. It's nothing good comes from it. Okay, you're just torturing another person. Mm-hmm. You're using up state resources. You're using up the country's resources. Um, I think like four percent of the time they convict the wrong person. Yep. So, so there could be times where, you know, yeah, the wrong person, the wrong person and they could, and there was that guy, like, remember, uh, what's that movie that we watched together? The green mile. Yeah. So in that movie, if you guys haven't seen it, there was like a part spoiler where somebody is on death row and yeah. he's getting executed and he's yeah. like suffering through it because yeah. something goes wrong. And that was actually modeled after a true story mm. of someone that was also on death row where like, this was like when they were being electrocuted, I think. Yeah. And I guess they have to use a sponge that's supposed to be wet on your head. But if it's not wet, then I guess it like, I don't know, fucks shit up. Yeah. And it makes it last longer or something. Well, because I guess the electricity flows better through water. So like if you don't have water there, it becomes like more crackly. So so then you like suffer more. So this, this man, I don't know. I can't remember like what the real person's name is, but basically somebody was suffering through that for probably another like 20 minutes or something. Turns out. I think he was uh, exonerated after death. Turns out he didn't do it. It's crazy. But it's like when people are like spend 50 or like 30 years in prison, prison get released. And then they're like, oh, actually, we realize you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least they get get a chance mm-hmm. later. But goddamn. Like Stephen Avery. Remember, he got a co- first convicted. God. Well, he's still in jail. I know. It's so crazy. He first got convicted. Of, are uh, we still of that mind that he's innocent? Well, I don't know. He first got he <laughs> yeah. ver- first got convicted of that. Grape, right. That grape. Yeah. And then with the advancement of, of technology and yeah. DNA testing, they realized actually, because they did a test on the girl, I guess, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, actually, it's this guy who's a convicted felon who was in that area at the yeah. time. It's actually this guy. So you were and in he prison. He spent like what? Like 14 years I or something remember. It was a jail? long time. And then obviously he's, he sued the, 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 yeah. the state one. And then miraculously, a dead body appeared on his I know. property. I want to rewatch it. Oh, God. I, I was think it will so enrage mad. You. Yeah, it enraged me the first time. Yeah. But then again, we don't know. But at the same time, if there's enough reasonable doubt, mm. you're not supposed to convict this person. And there was a lot of reasonable doubt in that case, guys. Just saying. This is the thing. Jury what? is also just... This whole system is weird. I don't know. God damn. Um, hold on. Yeah. Last story. Have you heard of this one? Oh, God damn. No, I have not so, heard of this. What could be going on? So protesters throw soup at Mona Lisa. I mean, I'm guessing that the Mona Lisa is under a case. Like you can't. Yeah. Do, yeah. So Mona Lisa. Have you seen the Mona Lisa? Um, I, I've been to the Louvre. No, I, Louvre. The Louvre. 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 The Louvre. Louvre. <laughs> not the Louvre. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? The French people are going to kill me. Um. I've been there, but I for some reason I didn't see the Mona Lisa. I you didn't, didn't go. see the Mona Lisa? I know, right? Are you sure you've been to the Louvre? Yes, I have. Oh, when did you go? I went to Paris, like, I think it was 2016, I want to say. I'm sure you saw it, but it's just... Okay, so the Mona Lisa is very underwhelming. Yeah. It is very small. 
I mean, obviously, you know, like it's not about the size, but like it's it's very and it's like behind. That's what she said. <laughs> size doesn't matter. No. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, it's like behind this like glass case. Yeah. So it's covered in the glass and it's like a really small painting. It's covered in the glass. And then there's also like a like a barricade around it so that you can't go that close. Yeah. So I'm not saying the painting is underwhelming. Obviously it's like, you know, it's a famous painting, mm. but when you go visit it, it's like not, you don't get the, exp- and plus like everyone surrounding it. Yeah. There's tons of people. Cause everyone goes to Louvre to, to see the Mona Lisa. So it's very much like, it's just not a good experience necessarily. Yeah. Cause you're not really there to admire the art. You're just there to kind of be like, Oh, Oh, there's the Mona Lisa. Let me take a little picture. Yeah. I saw the real thing. Anyway. It's, it's just wild to me that that one painting has become it's like, like a big deal. It's like the most famous painting in the world. It basically is. Yeah. Yeah. Which blows my mind because there's so many other better <laughs> pieces. But I mean, there's like some reasons behind it. Do we mm. think it's, you know, legitimate? Maybe. Does, yeah. Is it a little pretentious? I don't know. Yes. But basically, environmental protesters have thrown soup. Didn't something similar happen recently? Anyway. At the glass protected Mona Lisa. So yeah, basically it's covered by glass. So yeah. really it didn't ruin anything. Yeah. Um, because they probably, you know, predict this shit is going to happen. Of course, that's why it's in glass. Exactly. Just in case. Like exactly. imagine it wasn't glass and someone threw Starbucks at it or yeah, something. Or like exactly. a soup or you know. So basically they threw the soup calling for the right to healthy and sustainable food. Mm-hmm. So it's the world's it's one of the world's most famous artworks, blah blah blah. The loops of the work was behind protective glass and was not damaged. And basically two female protesters mm. wearing t shirts that read food counter attack throws the liquid onto the glass and then they started standing in front of the building uh, the painting saying what is more important art or the right to healthy and sustainable food your agriculture system is sick our farmers are dying at work because apparently there's also like a lot of shit happening in europe right now about Mm. like farmer rights and food systems and the world's just crumbling oh god rose so yeah uh what do you think of this protest method daniel I mean, I don't know. I think I don't you, know either. Because again, I, I get that they are doing this because they want uh, a lot of visibility. Yes. But I often feel, and I don't know, guys. Like this is just my own opinion, but I often feel like like protesters that when they're doing a protest, they're quite often um, doing it in maybe not the right area. You know what mm. I mean? In terms of like, obviously, this got a lot of global attention. So actually, maybe this was a good yeah. example. Like it, it's something that's like you know. Uh, gets people talking so i think that's they probably achieve that goal but i often find like for example there was a protest and this is like a less of an example of the, than this but like the building that we we worked in in london like that i worked in mm. there was a big controversy that happened with the cleaning company that worked there right so there's a cleaning company that was contracted and the cleaning company was underpaying its workers mm. and we were just contracting the cleaning company so a bunch of their workers that like, got laid off or something and they started protesting for like a couple of weeks outside of our office building right because you were contracting the cleaning company but and you think that was not directed in the right place because really they should have been protesting at the cleaning company maybe itself. they were also yeah i mean they could have been but they but, but they were all protesting the company because you guys were giving them money yeah i so mean kind of makes sense i mean yes but i just <laughs> i feel like again i and i don't even know if we were still using that company at that time right i, I can't remember the whole thing but i was just kind of like oh i feel like it's a little bit they were like asking for like better wages or something and i'm like well our company doesn't dictate what your wages right. are you know like but so, i think like i guess i mean uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Okay. So I just like feel to? like, <laughs> yes, because I like to. Um, in some ways, it makes sense. You know, mm. that I don't know how big your company was. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, because you can protest 
at the company that's doing the thing. But are they going to listen to a bunch of protesters or are they going to listen to another company that's being hounded when they take their contract off the table and lose economic uh, they get economic repercussions. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's the point, right? It's like, and I don't know about this, okay, uh, about the Mona Lisa thing, but yeah. that I think makes actually maybe more sense mm-hmm. because, like, basically what they're trying to do is take the money off the table for yeah. those people. Yeah. Because people listen when there is the when they're financially, you know, under attack. Well, there's the thing. That's the only time they listen. Exactly. Like literally. So it would make actually sense. Yeah. Why would they listen to a bunch of protesters? Exactly. At their fucking, you know. Like going back to Boeing. Yeah. Right. If the government turned around and said, hey, the legislation stands, you have to do this to sell your aircraft, guess what they're going to do? They're going to fucking do it. <laughs> exactly. Because they're going to want to sell their aircraft. Money in the fucking government. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, some see, I don't know. Some people are saying, because obviously like the initial reaction to this Louvre mm. soup throwing situation yeah. is like, this is stupid. It's not achieving anything. Yeah. But in some ways, I, you know. It's got a conversation started. It's got the conversation started. Exactly. And there are some like uh, reasons behind it, right? Mm. Like reasons behind certain protests um, that happen in this way. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily the most effective. Yeah. But do you, do you think that part of it too could come from the symbolism that art has? I think that's in terms part of, of it. Like, yeah. Because yes. especially in France as well, if you guys think about the whole like aristocrat mm-hmm. um, and you had the whole um, French Revolution that took place, again, it was like working class people yep. against the like, what were they called? The bourgeoisie? Yeah, the really rich. The super rich that would have like fancy art yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So it's almost like, I'm not saying this is, is the perfect example, but they're like saying, okay, like again, what is more important? Like this art in this museum yeah. or like, food right like yeah it's totally symbolism i yeah. think so i think that's part of the reason why so i can i guess yeah. i guess i'm kind of seeing it more um yeah. and i think i think you know without <laughs> without getting too doom and gloom guys <laughs> as you're about to say something really doom and gloom but shit's getting scary <laughs> like it's I actually know, getting it's scary bad. like i know we talk about this and like throughout my entire lifetime there's been like global stories and like earthquakes and all this shit happening but i do feel like the last like five years or so mm. it's accelerating like we're hearing yeah. more and more and more and things are like snowballing. Like even think about like, and I use this as a, an, as an example, like our winter, for example, has been crazy this year. Yeah. It's been, it's been wild. Yeah. And like the fact of the matter is I was like hearing this article and again, like just digressing a little bit, but they were saying, um, uh, I think it was on the news or something. They were talking about how the world has like certain or areas have certain like water tables, mm. which is like the amount of water that's under the ground. Right. And one of the issues that we have, because we're not getting a lot of snow that we normally get and all this other stuff is it's, you know, it makes it for a milder winter. And we're kind of like, yay, like we can kind of like still do things and it's a little bit nicer. But then come summertime, if we have a really hot summer again, it's going to exacerbate the problem of like potential droughts and like, you know, and then that's going to have ripple effects on our farming communities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's already happening and it's happening in in France. I guess their farmers are struggling for whatever reason, you know, like, um, yeah, guys, we're... You know, and in the meantime, these fucking corporations are doing all yeah. these layoffs. And I know. Even though they're still wildly profitable. I don't know. What, what do else. we do, Daniels? I give up. What? <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go live s- in the rural area and grow, grow our own food. I think I'm going to go live in the mountains. I'm going to find a plot of land. Where, somewhere. where are you going to, where are you going to, you can't, you can't grow food in which mountains are you going to, you can grow food just about anywhere, Rose, but it depends on the type of food it is. What are you going to grow in the Rocky Mountains? I don't know. All kinds of, <laughs> all kinds of things. I know that you can, you can grow berries. You can That's grow it. 
<laughs> that's can, basically it. You can grow. And the, and the bears are going to get to the berries before you get to the mm-hmm. berries. Let me we'll see. We'll see about that. I'll fight them off. Okay. <laughs> anyway, on that positive note, of yeah. course, Daniel will end with the doom and gloom. Hey, Rose, of you the brought day. it up. You brought it up. <laughs> Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed our little lessons of the earth. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. Rosie, have you learned something today? <laughs> have you? I feel very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very. Hey, I also. I'm, it's not that like I'm like very confident. No, I'm just like I no, kind of think we're floating on lava, and there's like a. You know what those things that you say, and then later on you're like, oh, that was fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that a moment, Rose? For you, it was a moment because yeah. I knew there was like a bottom to the to the ocean. So I don't know why. <laughs> Rose, there's always it's a, just all water. Rose, there's always a bottom, okay? I mean, you, of course you'd know that, Daniel. <laughs> Anyways, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope mm-hmm. you learned something today. Mm-hmm. I sure did. You did, Rose. <laughs> About the Earth's surface. Fifth grade uh, science <laughs> class today, guys. <laughs> Are you smarter than a fifth grader? We found Clearly that out. Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly I am not. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Mm-hmm. You get bonus content every single month. You get ad free content and every episode a week earlier than everybody else. Check mm-hmm. that out. Link is in the description. Yes. And of course, guys, follow us on YouTube. Show us some love in the comment section. Follow us on Instagram at the savage podcast. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on all the podcasting platforms that you're listening to the podcast on and yeah that's it thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week bye Bye.